What's up, guys? New Year Horror Thoughts. We're back. We are starting the year off. Glad to be back. We're going to talk about the hot movies of 2022, things that are upcoming, things we want to see, things we have no desire to see. Hope you enjoyed our last episode of the year on The Lost Boys. But right now, we're going to talk about some upcoming favorites and some that uh, I think some of us will be disappointed about, um, like a potential potential feelings on the new scream i think we've touched on it before a few times on this podcast but we are going through the bloody disgusting list of the 31 horror movies we can't wait to see and right out the gate it starts with scream so sean as the scream guy uh i know you have a deep loathing for this movie but uh elaborate for some of the people who haven't hurt your feelings towards this film well i don't have any feelings towards the film itself because i haven't seen it I just object to the existence of this <laughs> film. I don't think it should have been made. I wish that we could just leave Scream alone and just let it be the great thing it was. I don't need 17 Scream sequels. We don't need a Scream 5. I just have no interest and I don't think it should be happening. But it is happening and I'm just going to ignore it. Is there a side note? I'll touch on it in a second. But do you mm. think there's a franchise um, that you've seen that you think left a good thing alone? Because it seems like something you never see in horror. Like you get something there's it's a natural stopping point and then they just keep plowing forward. Is there a franchise you think just nailed it? Um, I'm sure if I sat and thought for a second, I could come up with something. Well, you know, I really love The Shining, the original Stanley Kubrick film. And Stephen King wrote a sequel to that a long time later called Dr. Sleep. And they adapted that into a movie starring Ewan McGregor. And I initially had zero interest in that because I was like, why does The Shining need a sequel? That's dumb. But I loved that movie. I loved Dr. Sleep. So I guess that's one. Yeah, I'm in an well, that, that did That they stopped, but then they brought it back. But then I liked, I liked that they brought it back. Yeah. Unfortunately, two of my favorite movies, The Exorcist and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, are known for having some of the worst mm -hmm. sequels of all time. <laughs> so yeah. I can't, unfortunately, I couldn't, I was trying to think of one. I was like, there's got to be a franchise I like where they stopped, but nope, can't think of one. Uh, we, a long time, you know, it was just that those three, it was just that trilogy. And then, you know, we got four, which was kind of hit or miss for people. And now we're getting another one. And I, just, I don't, I don't see the point in it. I feel like if they would have stopped at three and I liked four a lot, but I feel like if they would have stopped at three, I think it would be Harold is one of just the best trilogies. Cause it, it, yeah. Three is kind of, I guess a weaker point for a lot of people, but mm -hmm. comparatively it's. Well, uh, it just would be cool because like, there just aren't horror trilogies. Yeah. Like there's 17 <laughs> yeah. of all of them. So it, it was cool that we just had this solid beginning, middle and end story even though for some people three didn't quite land and that was still cool four made sense to come back because they were commenting on remakes and that was such a thing when scream four was being made that that made sense to come back and talk about reboots in the context of scream and i thought a lot of that was very clever i don't know what the point of scream five is they're yeah. just it's it's being made because of the blumhouse halloween stuff that made an unbelievable amount of money. That is why the Scream movie is happening. That's why it's called Scream instead of Scream 5. 
Like yeah. somebody picked up the rights when the Weinsteins went out of business and they're just chasing money. I hope it bombs. <laughs> It'll at least make $7 off me because I'm sure I'll go see it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, I, I do want to talk to you about it because there are rumors that I've heard that I kind of want to know if they're stupid enough to be true, but okay. I don't want to see the movie. So I kind of need you to confirm some stuff for me. Yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely going to see it. Um, I never grew up as a scream guy. I always liked the original. I didn't see the whole series until a couple months ago and we touched on it. So it doesn't mm-hmm. hold a special place in my heart. So I'll definitely see it. I I, I mean, it is it is what it is. Like, it, if it never existed, I would be content. It's coming out. I'm content. So, well, I'll see it. I I think it's going to be the same, same typical scream shit, but probably less than perfect. Um, next on this list, coming out January 28th, we got Morbius, which I, uh, this is going to have to be a you thing because I do not know superheroes <laughs> or comic books <laughs> at all. So that's gonna it look the trailer looks cool. I don't know what it ties into, but it looks cool. Uh, so before that, I did want to talk about the trailer because I thought it was funny, and I believe it was our Lost Boys episode. We were complaining about movie trailers and how they use well like old eighty songs, but then like slow them down. Yeah, and literally. The day after we recorded, or maybe like a day or two after we recorded that Lost Boys episode, I went to see the new Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. And they played this trailer, which has a slowed down version of People Are Strange from the Lost Boys <laughs> soundtrack. <laughs> that was funny. very funny. Um, yeah, Morbius is a Marvel character owned by the Sony side of things because he is a Spider-Man villain. This is this part of this weird thing Sony is doing where they have created a universe of villains that is separate from Spider-Man somehow. This is like Venom. This is going to tie into those movies. Um, I don't really know what they're doing because Michael Keaton is in it, um, apparently playing his Spider-Man villain character, the Vulture, from Spider-Man Homecoming. I don't like Jared Leto as a performer. (laughs) <laughs> or is a human being? Jesus. <laughs> All right. Um, he really softened the blow at the beginning. I thought you were like, as a performer, as a musician, as a performer, as just an all-around existing, really can't stand the guy. <laughs> you should look up some of the stories of his antics on the set of Suicide Squad. Oh, I heard he was like sending people dead birds or something, right? Yeah, dead rats, used condoms, bullets. <laughs> Because that's what the Joker would do. And he's a method actor. Wasn't he in it for like three minutes or something? He's in very little of that movie. Yeah. Very minor role. (laughs) And he's quite awful. He wears Uh, ridiculous hats. That's why I don't like him. I don't know if you've (laughs) ever seen him just living. He wears so many hats. I'm like, why do you own that? Didn't he do like, doesn't he have like a cult? Was that in the news where he had like a cult on an island? He's got a weird thing. There's just, there's (laughs) pictures of him with a bunch of people in white like fucking linens and shit and i'm like that goes two <laughs> kinds of ways you're either a racist group or a cult like nothing oh. good has happened if you're in white robes man yeah i don't know sure. what you're doing yeah i don't know much about morbius other than he's a vampire in the marvel universe and a silly spider-man villain and sony is obsessed with making spider-man villain movies without spider-man so it's all a very confusing project to me and i probably won't see it except i love michael keaton though Michael that's Keaton the one thing I love Michael Keaton, though. I'm I don't know if I'll see it or not. 
I, I won't know what the fuck's going on. So maybe it's one of those things like uh, like Joker where I could watch it and I didn't. Mm-hmm. I just had to know the baseline of like, yeah. that's Batman's enemy. Like, yeah, I know the he's names. a clown. He murders people. Yeah. Got like, <laughs> so I feel like maybe with this one, it's the same thing where I can just walk into it and have a I don't have to know. I'm sure there's a bunch of little Easter eggs and things mm-hmm. I'll miss that I won't get, but it won't affect the movie. No, for sure. I think it'll be like that too. Cause that's what the venom stuff was like, like venom. You don't have to know anything about Spider-Man. You just go in and it's self-explanatory. Uh, next February 18th, the one yeah. that I am excited <laughs> for, uh, Texas chainsaw massacre. I'll read the little preview thing they got. Cool. Uh, cool. 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 Uh, in this, Fide Alvarez produced sequel. What else has Fide Alvarez made? He's the Evil Dead remake guy, right? Evil Dead, yeah. That's what it is. I, I and then the, what was it with the old guy and the turkey baster? Uh, don't Breathe. Yeah, he's that guy. Uh, a group of young friends accidentally disrupt Leatherface's isolated existence, promoting him to pick up his chainsaw and slaughter anew. It'll also <laughs> renew Sally Hardesty's, what? Quest for Revenge, coming exclusively to Netflix. I, had, I knew nothing about this movie. I just knew it was coming out. Um, the fact that they're going to bring Sally back is ridiculous. <laughs> and also, like we said with Scream, they clearly saw Halloween. Like, how much that made bringing back Jamie Lee Curtis. So, like, let's do that. <laughs> so, here's the problem with bringing back Sally. Like, for some hardcore fan, like, I'm like, fuck yeah, Sally's back. Um, She doesn't have anywhere near the clout that Laurie Strode had throughout years mm-hmm. of Halloween sequels. So people knew who Laurie was whenever 2018 came out. Who the mm-hmm. fuck, who casually knows who Sally Hardesty is? Yeah. And so Jamie Lee Curtis herself became a famous actress outside of the Halloween of it all. Yeah. She has an audience even without that. No offense to this actress. No, but she definitely hasn't had the career of, uh, she had a cameo in Next Generation. I was about to say that. Her, her second biggest role. <laughs> the most confusing cameo I've ever seen. Uh, what if... Uh, God, I was thinking, what if they said they were releasing a new Texas Chainsaw February 18th, but in reality, it's just Next Generations coming to Netflix? Oh, man, <laughs> I would love it if they said it was a new one and they just uploaded that. Just, they just complete put that prank. One. <laughs> right dude people would be like is that young matthew mcconaughey and renell zayliger what the fuck is this that would get headlines like they should bring <laughs> them back for real <laughs> they should see dude. if they can get mcconaughey back i would that- absolutely watch that <laughs> <laughs> i would go from indifferent which is what i am with this new netflix one to being a thousand percent pumped. dude i'd be so hyped <laughs> Fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre, <laughs> the newest generation. <laughs> and it's just Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. Dude, I'd be so hyped. I don't know if you could bring back uh, transsexual Leatherface, though, in this day and age. Oh. You know? I don't know. Um, that being said, I'll watch it. Obviously, I'm a big Texas. I love the original. The second I liked mm-hmm. when I first saw it, and now I grow out of it the more I see it. Um, the third, I think, is boring. The remake is awesome. Uh, the beginning's cool. I think that's about it. Um, I skipped Next Generation. Leatherface. Uh, Leatherface, that one's fine, but I could tell from the beginning who he was going to be. Oh, the yeah, beginning. it's super obvious what they're um, trying to do with it. <clears throat> the terrible twist. And then 3D was fine until they made some of the dumbest horror movie decisions. The continuity of the timeline is insane. Uh, 
So we'll see what happens. They can't, this can't be the worst one that they For make. sure. And honestly, I'm just happy that it's, I guess, a sequel that we're going to go forward. And yeah. I hope it's not going to be too repetitive. Because that's something that I will always give to, and to a lesser extent, but I suppose 3D is that they were about going forward where every other movie was about unnecessary backstory in the case of the two prequels or most of the sequels, which is just repeating the same thing that happened in the first movie. But again, so my it's thought a very is repetitive franchise. This picture looks like he's an old man. And so it's Sally Hardesty's quest. She's obviously older. So we're 50 years yeah. down the road. Is she yeah. just going searching for him because he's still alive? Like, what do you think the point's going to be? Because he has no reason to leave where what he's it- at. What I've read about this movie is that that group of characters, they do something like they move to whatever, wherever he's at in some little nowhere bumfuck town. These characters go there and stir shit up and kind of awaken him out of some sort of self-imposed exile is kind of the vibe I've been getting. Hmm. And then maybe Sally just sees it on the news. And she, this is honestly the first I've heard about Sally. Yeah, yeah. Being that was in this new movie. I had no idea. Hmm, that's interesting. Um, Didn't want to bring Franklin back? Thankfully, he got fucking got in the first one. That's one of the most satisfying deaths of all time in a horror movie. <laughs> for me. God damn it, when he died. Uh, who did I hate? I hated Frank when Franklin died and when Shelly died in Friday the 13th. Shelly's rough. Oh, I was about that. I mean, he should have got a more brutal death. I think we discussed that, but yeah, we did. Um, all right. So up next one, I have not heard of, but it has an interesting picture. Unwelcome March 17th, a dark horror fairy tale directed by Josh Wright, who did grabbers and robot overlords, which I have never heard of. Um, it follows up a couple who retreats the countryside only to learn of a mysterious presence living in their garden, the bloodthirsty red caps. The red caps will come when called to help souls in dire need of rescue, but it's crucial to remember that there is always a dear price to pay for their aid. Um, I can't tell if that's Daniel Radcliffe or a knockoff Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, let me look. Oh, you're right. It kind of looks, looks like a little too big to be Radcliffe. Maybe. I don't know. He's got that full beard. That's why it's tough to tell. Yeah. Um, but he's oh, got a beard now. The, the, random, but they're going in order of date. They totally skipped over Black Phone. They didn't. We're going to talk about that. Okay. It's, it's Black on Black Phone's on this list. Yeah. Oh, we'll thank talk God. about that because okay. I'm very confused. <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad you also <laughs> thought so because that makes me feel less insane. No. I, that's my fr- <laughs> I was looking at the day. I was like, March. My, wait, Black Phone comes out before March. Because that's one I'm I love I like Ethan Hawke a lot, acting yeah. wise. I don't know him as a person. I'm not gonna go to Jared Leto levels <laughs> that you have with him. Uh, so I've never heard this movie. I've never heard of the director. Um, I'm I'm sure I'll see a trailer for it at some point yeah. if it's coming to theaters. This to me is uh, like a trailer. <laughs> would depend on whether or not I watch it because like it sounds like it could be interesting, like this sort of dark fairy tale thing. But that doesn't like that synopsis doesn't immediately grab me. It makes me think it's going to be kind of like antler style movie. It's just what I gather by the picture. Yeah. Like the, I feel like it's going to be that kind of vibe. Um, they also, I hope they touch. There was a possession movie coming out in January that I hope they touch on as well. 
Hmm. Um, coming up next, April Fool's Day, we got You Won't Be Alone. Uh, I've never heard of this. In an isolated mountain village in the 19th century Macedonia, a young girl gets kidnapped, kidnapped and transformed into a witch. Curious about life as a human, the young witch accidentally kills a peasant in the nearby village and then takes her victim's shape to live life in her skin. She'll learn what it means to be a human. I kind of like the, the plot of that. Yeah, that sounds interesting. I think Scarlett Johansson was in a movie that was kind of similar to this, though she was an alien posing right? in human skin. No, that's a very different movie. Oh, then I don't know. I was, yeah. I was trying to think of the only movie I've... I never saw... I think I saw Lucy once, but I'm trying to think of the only movie I can think of. With no, her. Lucy is the... Like that weird myth about how we only use 10% oh, of our brain. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like uh, Limitless. No, this is a of. very different movie. I think it's called like maybe Under the Skin or something like that. It wasn't uh, a big movie. It was kind of under the radar. I'll definitely watch this. I can't lie. Yeah. Um, I liked the movie The Witch. And then after seeing, I know that for Fear Street, it wasn't the biggest point. I mean, that's the whole villain was a witch. But mm-hmm. after seeing those things, I kind of, the witch thing, I kind of kind of like, I always thought it was kind of dumb and I didn't, I never got into it. But with those two movies, I, I witches are kind of evil bitches. Like, I'm curious <laughs> to see what uh, what this witch is going to do getting under the squirrel's skin. That's pretty and the Salem witch trials and stuff is always like very fascinating to me that that happened in history. Yeah. So that's, I think that'll be a good one. Um, coming up April 22nd, we got the Northman uh, up next from the witch and lighthouse director, Robert Eggers. I'm in, I'm already in hmm. It's an epic Viking revenge film. Uh, it'll explore how far a Viking prince will go to avenge his father and stars. Fuck me. Alexander Skarsgård, Anya Taylor-Joy, Nicole Kidman, Ethan Hawke, Willem Dafoe, and Bjork, for whatever reason they threw that one in there. You had this whole heater list of actors and then Bjork at the end. That is a cast. Dude, I cannot wait. I have not seen a trailer for this. I heard about it. I haven't heard about this. Anything Robert Eggers, I am a fan of. I We just talked about The Witch, ironically. Mm -hmm. But And Ethan Hawke. And if anyone's listened to the podcast before, you know that Anya Taylor-Joy is my favorite actress in horror right now. So I'm hyped. Yeah. And I know people, I haven't seen The Lighthouse, but I know people like loved The Lighthouse and that Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe were like phenomenal in it. Yeah. It's yeah definitely, this seems just uh, like an all-star, like just going to knock it out of the park kind of movie. That might be the first horror movie for Nicole Kidman since the others. <laughs> I think about it. I uh, Ethan Hawke's in a true. bunch of horror movies. He's yeah, got this, I think the Black Purge Phone. was his first one. Yeah, that uh, kind of like turned in, him into a horror star. Uh, Sinister. Was that before the Purge? I, I think uh, somewhere around there. I don't yeah, know which one came, but at the same time. When I think Ethan Hawke and horror, that was the first one I thought of. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. I can't remember. Dude, that's a stacked lineup. I will definitely be watching that. Yeah. Uh, I see Adam Driver in this next one. Okay, May 13th. Oh, I love Adam Driver. A movie called 65. Oh. Holy shit, Sam Raimi has joined forces with Scott Beck and Brian Woods, an original sci-fi thriller starring Adam Driver, Ariana Greenblatt, and Chloe Coleman. Plot details remain under wraps, but Sony dated that Beck and Woods directed sci-fi thriller, sci-fi thriller, what an idiot, for theatrical release on May 13th, 2022. 
So there's no details on the plot, but it's got Adam Driver holding a bat in a cop uniform. Um, no, that's from a different movie. They just picked a picture of Adam Driver. That's from oh. a zombie movie called, um, I don't remember what it's called, but it was a zombie movie with him and Bill Murray. Hmm. Well, I forget what it was called. Well, that's unfortunate. They won't even release a damn picture, so I can't even figure yeah, out Yeah, that's about. weird. I'm, I bet that's maybe something that gets delayed then. I uh, do like Adam Driver, though. So I love Adam Driver. He was amazing. Sam Raimi's not movie. directing it because that's a little. They were hiding it a little bit. They were like Sam Raimi, but then it's like no, the other guys are directing it. It's like oh okay. Yeah, it's kind of like takes me down. <laughs> it's kind of like how it used to be like Quentin Tarantino presents Eli Roth's Hostel. Yeah, it's kind of or like Wes that. Craven presents Dracula Two Thousand. Never seen that. No, oh, that's a good choice. It's a good choice to not see it. Yeah. Okay. Not good. <laughs> um june 10th uh jurassic world dominion now when i think of anything dominion i think of the prequel to the exorcist (laughs) Exorcist. and i get disappointed so oh man um, i hope this is a crossover with the exorcist (laughs) it kind of looks like it the the picture (laughs) of the girl in the lake it's possible um so i saw the first jurassic worlds or a little bit of whatever with chris pratt okay um i saw the only jurassic park i've ever seen uh, was the third one and only the first okay. 20 minutes. So I know I have no vested interest in this franchise, but it's got uh, Sam Neill, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas, Howard, Justice Smith. And they just put the whole fucking cast in that. Yeah, so there's a lot of yeah. people in this movie. Yeah. Um, and that's because this movie is the old cast. So Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum from the original films in the 90s joining forces with the newbies, you know, your Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard, who are the mains of the current Jurassic World stuff. That's sort of the big hook that they're trying to get people into it. Cause I don't, I'm sure Jurassic World 2 made a lot of money because we like dinosaurs, but it wasn't very good. And was one of those movies where it was kind of spinning its wheels and not really doing anything because it is all just a setup for what this third movie is going to be, which are, which is that the dinosaurs have escaped the island and are now in our world. So it could be fun, but that last one kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. So not super excited. See, I don't really care for Jurassic movies and they they have the same vibe to me as like Godzilla and King Kong. So I just, I hope the so next fantastic. one's just <laughs> fantastic. I hope it's just fucking Jurassic v. Kong v. Godzilla and they just throw down. Watch the in. fuck out of that. They, Godzilla and Kong fight on Jurassic World. So oh, like while so they fight, cool. they got fucking dinosaurs fighting them. Chris Pratt's just kind of in there every now and then. I mean, that kind cool. of is the plot of king kong because he's on skull island like that's his home and like there are dinosaurs there so that does kind of happen ah, in the king kong movies damn we haven't uh, seen godzilla fight any of those monsters except for kong though all right so the movie i was looking forward to i guess it got delayed um black yeah. film june 24th what happened that I was know. in february i saw so many fucking tra- every movie i'd go see in the theaters i would see that trailer every single time to the point i was sick of seeing that trailer and now it's moves. Um, people who don't know, that's Ethan Hawke. Um, he plays a villain in this. And there's a young boy who gets kidnapped. And he's stuck in this room, confined with a black phone. And through the phone, he can hear the ghosts or spirits of these kids that 
that man has killed before and they're helping this kid escape. And it looks okay. phenomenal. It looks very good. It was set to release on February 4th, 2022, but Universal and Blumhouse have just announced that it is being pushed back to June 24th, 2022. And this was announced on December 17th. Damn. That's, so, I was that's looking weird. for I did not see so that. It, I did not see any major headlines about that. Like I no. just had to look it up. I did not know that got delayed. Um, but yeah, I will, I will definitely be watching that movie. I wonder why. I don't know. It seems like it's all done and everything. And like, are they just worried about this Omnicron or whatever? Maybe. But and I mean, just... look at how good other movies have been doing recently. So it depends. It, I, that's not a movie that I think would do big numbers in a theater, but I don't think it's going to do Maybe. any better numbers in the theater in, in June. June versus February. You know, I don't know. It's not like people are sitting on the couch like, fuck, I want to go see Black Phone, but I don't And there's nothing else coming out in February. They're not going to have competition. Yeah. Like, there's no big Marvel movie or anything, I think. It's so strange. Um, and, like, the reason they have, they're going to be in direct competition with Jurassic World. Like, just a couple weeks apart. That's true. I don't know. Weird choice. Maybe they know but more than Blumhouse is smarter than I am. Yeah, they I, make uh, money. <laughs> yeah, they make money. I am broke, so they're doing a lot better than me. Um, in July twenty second, we got a movie called Nope. Uh, as is the trend, plot details are shrouded in mystery mm-hmm. for writer director Jordan Peele's third horror movie. Daniel Kyle, I can't say his name. It's okay. <laughs> uh, will be reteaming with Peele on the mysterious film with the cast, also including Stephen Yoon from The Walking Dead and Kiki Palmer mm-hmm. from Scream. So I liked Get Out. I -hmm. never saw Us, but I've heard good things. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he directed the Candyman. No, he's a producer. He's a producer. Um, So like we were just talking about, Jordan Peele presents Candyman. Uh, So as far as the movies he's written and directed, I I liked. Well, I haven't seen Us, but I've heard very good things. Yeah, I loved Get Out. I thought Get Out was great. I liked Us. It's one of those things where I loved his first movie so much. Whereas like, his second one was always going to disappoint. I don't think it's as tightly constructed or as well written as Get Out is. Um, But it's still good. Like, it's got some nice tense stuff in there and interesting ideas. And I'm a big fan of his comedy. Yeah. Obviously, like, I loved Key and Peele. And my sister and I were just watching it yesterday. Like, I just think he's super talented. So, yeah, I'll watch anything he does. Yeah, I wonder what it looks like. Some alien type movie from that'd the be picture. cool. I don't know. He does have a unique mind. Um, August 19th, we got Idris Elba in a movie called Beast. This universal survivor survived. God, I swear <laughs> to God, I'm not drunk. This universal survival thriller finds Idris Elba's character on a trip to South Africa, only for him and his two teenage daughters to be hunted by a massive rogue lion intent on proving that the savannah has but one apex predator. That sounds ridiculous, and I'm here for it. <laughs> I, was I just absolutely to want to watch Idris Elba fist fight a lion. 1,000% in. I've, I've, I read it, and I was like, <sighs> I'm going to watch it, though. <laughs> like... 
that's the most that's such a ridiculous plot but i'm in for it it sounds okay until you're like one apex pair and then it's like oh my god he's gonna fight a lion dude if i swear <laughs> to god if he doesn't take his belt off and wrap it around his hand and go punch a lion i'm gonna be pissed i think they Megan hyped it Fox, up like just starred in like a direct-to-video movie where she had to fight a lion who did megan fox fuck yeah <laughs> you die so fast but <laughs> oh i'm in um dark harvest comes out september 9th set on halloween 1963 norman partridge's horror novel god dog horror novel dark harvest is headed to the big screen with david slade from did hard candy love that movie 30 days of night and hannibal directing every fall Teen boys in a small Midwestern town participate in a hunt to catch Sawtooth Jack. It looks like a creepy pumpkin. Yeah. And it sounds like it could be interesting. And like the a period board. piece element is the thing that kind of yeah. excites me. Like, ooh, it takes place in the 60s. That could be fun. Well, Hard Candy is one of my all-time favorite thrillers. I love that movie. So I'm curious. I've never seen anything other than that from this director. So I'm curious to see. People what loved that Hannibal show. Was it from the show or the movie? It's the show. That's why they yeah. didn't italicize it. Ah, gotcha. That's smart. I'm assuming. I, <laughs> I, I assume that's why, though. No one would brag about being the director of Hannibal, the movie. <laughs> I can tell you that for sure. I mean, that movie had uh, Gary Oldman in it. So there's oh, that. Fair. And Julianne Moore. <laughs> So, I mean, they the don't talk about it good. though. Do they brag about it though? <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> that is a nope. I didn't do that. <laughs> uh, September 9th, we got Salem's Lot, a new James Wan film producing the new take on Stephen King's vampire story for Warner Bros. and New Line with Gary Doberman from It, The Nun, and Annabelle Comes Home attached to write and direct the film. Plot sees an author return to his hometown only to find it under the sway of a bloodthirsty vampire. Well, so I have... first I'm going to call out Bloody Disgusting because that guy did not direct it. it well, he just said it he was didn't... directed. <laughs> Sorry. I don't think he's saying he directed it. I think he's just giving his credit. Had something to do with it. Yeah. yeah. I know, but the way they wrote that, it kind of implies <laughs> he, he, that yeah, he directed it and he did not. Uh, who directed it? I have no idea. Andy Muschietti. Hmm. Shout out, Andy. Uh, I don't know anything about Salem's Lots. James Wan, we've touched on, I believe, is just very hit or miss for me. Like some of his movies I enjoy, some I think are horrible, but he's never really blown me out of the water. So it's not something I'm going to be running out to see, but I'm sure I will see it. Yeah, I haven't read or seen the original Salem's Lot. Uh, all I know is that it's Stephen King's take on the vampire. Um, this is a new line thing, which it mentioned. Obviously, they were very successful with the It remake and are kind of, they obviously just moved to another Stephen King thing that they owned. Uh, but it could be cool. Do you think, uh, we've seen a lot of witch movies and vampire movies that are coming out this year and within the last few recent years. Do you think that's going to be the new hot trend, I guess, like zombies where do you think these folklore fairy tale stories are going to be the new thing for the next couple of years? Cause there's like four or five we've already touched on that are all folklore that style based. You think it's going to be a new thing upcoming? Dude, I have no idea. I, that <laughs> like sounds like it, dude. Maybe. It, 
every we've read through four or five that are all folklore based. I thought new King adaptations were going to be a thing, like the new next thing after it, and then Doctor Sleep bombed. No one even knew a Pet Cemetery remake came out. <laughs> I think there was another one that came out that no one saw and no one knew about. So I, I can't tell. <laughs> uh. September 23rd, Don't Worry Darling. Florence Pugue, I love her, stars as a 1950s housewife living with her husband in an experimental utopian community. She begins to worry and may harbor dark secrets. God, I said secrets. That's making me mad. Olivia Wilde, wow, directs this psychological thriller. I like Olivia Wilde and Mm -hmm. um, I like Florence Pugue, so I'm in. Yeah. Uh, This is Olivia Wilde, I think. No, it's not her debut because she did a comedy called Booksmart, I think. So this might be her second film. Um, Yeah, I love Florence Pugh. I think Harry Styles is also in it. I like the setting of the 50s and like Mm -hmm. that was the perfect time of coming off World War II of having the clean cut homes, everything's. So it'll be cool to see the utopian community and the dark secrets. That'll, That'll be interesting. Yeah. Pugh, I mean, just came seemingly just came right the fuck out of nowhere in like yeah. the last five years and it's just like one of the best actors around right now i think um this one out of halloween ends <laughs> october 14th uh david gordon green directed trilogy comes to a close we'll see the third entry serves as the climax <laughs> to the michael myers and laurie stroth saga but halloween never really ends dot 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 Ah. Oh. Damn it. <laughs> oh, man. I'll let you go I first. I hope that's just a bloody disgusting writer uh, just <laughs> being cheeky. So I swear to God, if Halloween ends with Halloween never really ends. Oh, man. Um, it's funny because if we had done this like six months ago, you and I would have had completely different <laughs> reactions because I don't care for the 2018 one, but I had a lot of fun with the sort of insanity of Halloween kills. Yeah. So now I'm just like, I'm super into this now and I'm super pumped for Halloween ends. Yeah. And I know you're the opposite because you didn't like kills at all. And now you're like, oh God, just leave me alone. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it can do worse than fucking kills in to me. So I'm definitely, I'm obviously going to see it without a doubt. I have to see it. Um, Cause I, I got to see how this shit, this shit sandwich they created after the second one wraps up. Um, yeah. I, but Dude, if Halloween ends fucking kills it, I swear to God, they'll come out with another one. And if they don't call it Halloween never really ends, oh, they're missed opportunity. I want to see him just <laughs> troll everybody. Like, fuck it, dude, we're not ending. I I would see it just out of respect. Out of like pure, <laughs> like... the pure, like, balls <laughs> of calling a movie that. I'd just be like, you know what? Sure. Fine. <laughs> Next October, it's just Halloween. Gotcha. That's what they should call it because she said that in two movies. Oh, and... there's going to be a gotcha somewhere. They loved that. They yeah. thought that was super clever. I swear to God, if after Halloween ends, they don't come out with a fourth one called Gotcha, I'm going to be pissed. I do think this will be Dor- da- that, I'm doing your thing. I think this will be <laughs> David Gordon Green's last one. I think this will end this iteration of Halloween. There will be other Halloween movies. Oh, for sure. Like for sure. But I don't think it'll be this team. And so it's just a matter of, do they try to continue on with the granddaughter, you know, as our new lead, or do they reboot again? I bet Jordan Peele does a reboot in eight years. I would watch the fuck out of that. My prediction is Jordan Peele is going to get the next reboot a couple years from now. 
I would watch that. I think he's producing a People Under the Stairs remake, which I'm not super into, just because I think that's a really good movie. Jordan Peele's Presents. Uh, yeah, I'm going to see it, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I don't have the same. It's, so the hype that I had, you touched on it. Going from mm-hmm. the 2018 to Kills, I was like, fuck yeah. And you're like, ah, I guess. And now it's, I'm like, ah, I guess. And you're like, fuck yeah. So you're like, just seeing it because you're a fan and you have to. <laughs> I, I wouldn't even say I'm a fan. I just have to at this point. I'm already two movies deep. Like, I can't not see it. <laughs> well, I just mean like a horror fan in a house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fan horror fan, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, well, I'm not going to not see it. <laughs> That's like if, yeah, I'm too invested. <laughs> like um, the opposite would be like, I loved the strangers and I hated the strangers yeah. pray at night. If they came out with a third one, I probably wouldn't see it. But for yeah. whatever reason, Halloween, I'm like, there's so much fucking lore to it. I have to know what happens. Well, and it's not like kills was like the worst of the franchise. Yeah, I did rewatch five yesterday. Sorry. It kept <laughs> cutting. I not do my part of that. Dude, you want to talk about making... <laughs> I found a way to make Halloween five harder to watch. Have it buffer every five minutes because that's what happened to me. It kept buffering. I got like three quarters away. I was like, I'm fucking done. I'll like read the rest of the plot at the end and remember it. Like I was so pissed. It took me fucking an hour and a half to watch probably 35 minutes. Of that movie. I was losing my fucking mind. What were you watching it on? <laughs> fucking voodoo. Oh, I-, I need to bite the bullet and get my own Amazon prime. But do I TV dude, if I play voodoo on it, Sometimes it works. Sometimes it fucking cuts every cup. That movie was abysmal trying to sit through with it yeah. buffering. I try Ugh. not to rely on streaming services. Um, we were watching. Mm. I mean, I like it for new stuff, but my sister and I were watching the matrix the other day and like, right at like one of the best parts of the movie, it started buffering. It's like, come yeah. on. I would own all the Halloween movies. If it didn't cost a hundred and something dollars to own them all. See, Every- I got the box set right when it came out, when it was a fair price. And now that thing is real rare and real expensive. Yeah, and it pisses me off because I just want to own it. I'm like, I don't even need a fancy box set. Like, I just need the movies. And they're <laughs> so expensive, even with that. Like, fuck. Yeah. Dude, there are people online who sell, they like have their own, um, they never made an official box set, but they have their own collection of like all the Texas Chainsaw DVDs. Uh-huh. People ask like 120 bucks. I'm like, fuck you. Like only three of these movies are good. <laughs> like, <laughs> how dare you? You asshole. Yeah. I mean, it's um, just hard to make box sets of these guys because rights moved yeah. around so much. Texas Chainsaw, especially, where it just feels like a different company made every single movie. I still find it crazy that The Exorcist never made like a steel book or anything updated yeah. edition of the original, at least. Mm-hmm. They made yeah, the version you've never seen. There's a box set, but it's nothing like fancy. It's just kind of a thing. It's it drives it's me very crazy. bizarre. Um, up next, December second, we got Violent Night. Fantastic, uh, from Norwegian director Tommy Workola. He made Hansel and Gretel, Rich Hunters, and the Dead Snow franchise. Fuck yeah! Comes Violent <laughs> Night, a holiday horror tale starring David Harbour from Stranger Things. Sure, I'll see it. <laughs> That's have, a wait for a trailer one for me. I uh, have no real give a shit about it, but I'm sure I'll yeah. see it. Uh, he was fun in Black Widow. Black that Widow. actor, Harbor. What is Black Widow? Uh, superhero movie, Scarlett Johansson. It's her Marvel character. Oh, uh, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, summer 2022. 
we got a movie called Prey. Uh, it looks like fucking Predator or some shit. It's Predator, picture. yeah. Oh. I'm not going to try and say the name. Directed this prequel set 300 years ago. It'll chronicle the Predator's Dan Trachtenberg. First... Nailed it. <laughs> uh, can you spell that without looking at it? <laughs> uh, yes, just because I know... I don't think they're related, but uh, the actress Michelle Trachtenberg from Buffy and a bunch of comedies in the early 2000s. Was that a challenge? Am I supposed to do it? I'm going to spelling bee. All right, here we go. Here, I'll spelling bee. I'll set you up for it. Your word is Trachtenberg. T-R-A-C-H-T-E-N-B-E-R-G. Boom. That's correct. First place. (laughs) Predator's journey to Earth and following an unlikely warrior. Too much time to fight Predator with a fucking bow and arrow? <laughs> Gonna lose. <laughs> that sucks ass. Uh, That's not a good fight. Summer 2022. Um, interest, let Predator die. That last movie was horrible. I've never went through the series. Oh my God. That last Predator movie they did a couple years ago was abysmal. I've heard the later Predator and Alien movies are all terrible, so I don't know. There's shockingly not that many Predator movies because there was there's the first two from the late '80s, early '90s, then the two Alien versus Predator movies, and then there was a 2011 reboot that I haven't seen, and then the one from a couple years ago that was just the worst. So they can't and do any I worse just- than that. May I uh, uh, just leave it alone or bring Arnold back at least? God damn. Give Arnold a bow and arrow. Uh, Hocus Pocus 2, fall 2022. The Sanderson sisters are back. Now it's up to three high school students to figure out how to stop the ravenous witches from wrecking a new kind of havoc. Can't believe I said that without stumbling on <laughs> Salem before midnight on All Hallows Eve. The sequel is slated to be released in the fall on Disney+. Plus. Um, I never enjoyed this movie much as a kid, so I don't care. Yeah, me neither. I, I've a seen big, it. Yeah, me too. Um, very popular with people our age. Yeah. This is a big millennial movie. Um, I find it very obnoxious. Yeah, so. I never cared for it. So I, you I know what the weirdest thing about it. this weird-ass movie is? Is that the entire plot, centers on this 17 year old boy being a virgin and everyone being super crazy judgmental to him about it (laughs) like like he's only able to do it because he like summon the witches because he's a virgin and they make like a weirdly big deal about it it's really uncomfortable i dude it's been so long since i've seen that movie that i i probably missed it as a kid like didn't catch it now as an adult i'd rewatch and be like what the fuck um bones and all to be decided um it's got a sweet 1990s chevy pickup truck uh it's got a reagan bush sticker on the back of it uh david fuck it and lucas <laughs> something else uh did suspiria latest adapt camille DeAngelis novel a cannibal story i love cannibals uh timothy sham god damn it <laughs> i tried and taylor russell play Taylor Russell plays star-crossed young lovers surviving on the margins of society who meet and join together for a thousand-mile odyssey, which takes them through the back roads, hidden passages, and trap doors of Ronald Reagan's America. Ooh, it's another time period piece. Yep. 
I was wondering why they had such a pronounced Reagan Bush 84 sticker on the back, but I get it. <laughs> Just held on to it. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering, like, why they... But uh, look at that. Uh, Evil Dead Rides, to be decided. Beth pays an overdue That's how visit. little interest you have in that. Just moved right past it. I mean, do you want to say something on it? Uh, no, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just that uh, I'm very tired of seeing Timothy Chalamet. What is I don't it? know why. Oh, he's the dude from Dune. Yeah, he's in Dune. I knew I'd seen that name. And he was in The Little Women with Florence Pugh, who we mentioned. He's in a bunch of stuff. Um, Evil Dead Rise. Beth pays an overdue visit to her older sister, Ellie, who is raising three kids of her own in a cramped Ellie apartment. The sister's reunion is cut short by the discovery of a mysterious book deep in the bowels of Ellie's building giving rise to flesh-possessing demons and thrusting Beth into a battle for survival as she is faced with the most nightmarish version of motherhood imaginable. Directed by Lee Cronin, the fifth entry in the franchise is expected to release on HBO Max next year. Just let it end. (laughs) God. Uh, Why do we need another Evil Dead? I take it you did not like the Evil Dead remake? You know, I actually haven't seen it because I've just never been super into Evil Dead. It's definitely I heard people liked it. It's definitely not like the originals at all. Completely different style of movie. Um, I had a good time with it, but I saw it when it came out in theaters. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, I never got into like Ash versus Evil Dead, the show or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've never I liked the original Evil Dead and the second one and Army of Darkness, but I've never been like that that dude who's just so into it. But I yeah. enjoy him. So I don't have HBO Max, so I doubt that I will I will go out of my way to see it. I do, and I probably still won't see this. Uh, the Grandmother. Scariest thing ever. Grandmothers? Yes. <laughs> uh, you must have hated the visit. Uh, to be decided. <laughs> <laughs> um, that movie was so weird. Susanna returns home to Madrid to find long-term care for her grandmother. But what should just be a few days ends up becoming a genuine nightmare for Susanna when she noticed Pilar, her grandmother, starts to act strangely. The latest from recording or rec, whatever you want to call it, Paco Plaza will hopefully be will hopefully land a stateside distributor for some time in 2022. Uh, I'm sure it's creepy. It looks creepy. Old people are creepy. And they're sweet, but they're also terrifying. It's like there's a there's it's weird. You either see videos of them being cute on the side of the road or something, or you see them being terrifying people in horror movies. Same thing there's, with children. Yeah, there's no just middle ground. We're like, ah, oh, it's just an old person. You're like, oh, they're so sweet. You're like, get the fuck away from me. It's crazy. Um, hatching to be decided. What the fuck? Uh, this picture is insane. Yeah. Tinja, hate the name. A 12-year-old gymnast desperate to please her mother finds a strange egg and decides to keep it warm until it hatches. What emerges leads to a violent consequence. Acquired by IFC Midnight last year, expect hatching to get a release date soon after its Sundance premiere. This is going to be an art film out the ass. That's what it looks like. Also, 100% going to shutter. You're 100% right. <laughs> that is going nowhere near theaters. That is going to get put on shutter. This is just like Lamb in my head. I don't know if you saw Lamb. I've seen the trailers for it. I went and saw it. Had no idea what it was. I just, I was like, I got these movie passes. I'm going to go. It's like Lamb. So it's like a psychological movie. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. 
And then it starts. So I think I understand what's happening. Like, I get it. Okay, cool. And then whenever you fucking see it, you're like, what the fuck is this movie? And I feel like that's what this is going to be. It's one of those artsy yeah. psychological Sundance movies. Um, The Haunted Mansion. Damn, they're bringing this back. Uh, Haunted nope. Mansion to be decided. Justin Simeon. He was in Dear White People. Never heard of that. Or Bad Hair, which I see the picture for is directing a new live-action movie based on the popular Disney attraction. It follows a mother and son who come across a mansion that is more than it seems while being orbited by various characters key to undressing the spooky mystery. Uh, I never really cared for the uh, Eddie Murphy one when I was a kid, so I'm sure I won't see this unless it's like with one of my nieces or nephews mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. The theme park movies have tended not to be very good outside of that first Pirates of the Caribbean. Huh. Just. I never watched. I, I saw the first one when I was a kid. I never went yeah. through the whole series. It's very uh, bad. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I like Orlando Bloom. I always thought he was going to be like a superstar. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. Uh, Hellraiser to be decided. I don't honestly it's beyond yeah. hulu um and I this don't is have the hulu one not the not to be confused with the david gordon green one which is coming to hbo but there you go i've seen parts of the first one so i don't know shit about this franchise i should probably catch up on it before those come out and i'm it's sure we'll sad up- because it's been because of the weinsteins it's been in this direct-to-video hell place for a very long time, I think starting with four or five, and they just they just made a bunch of directed video ones to keep the rights. And so we finally get it away from the Weinsteins and are gonna reboot it, and it's going to fucking Hulu. It's like, oh, that's I'll, disappointing. I'm sure we'll end up talking about them as it gets closer. I'm sure we'll have an episode where we talk about Hellraiser. So I'll wait till then to watch them, probably. Sure. Um, Infinity Pool to be decided. Brandon Cronenberg's follow-up to Possessor will star Alexander Skarsgård. James and M are young, rich, in love, and on vacation. Their all-inclusive resort boasts island tours and gleaming beaches, but outside of the hotel gates awaits something much more dangerous and seductive beyond the edge of paradise. It will be released by Neon, and with principal photography wrapped, it feels like it will be sometime next year. Looks like a zombie movie or something. Maybe. Our second Skarsgård of the list. Yeah, that's two for him. Uh, The Innocence. Sounds good. A group of children becomes drawn together by mysterious shared abilities, testing the limits of their newly found powers in the forests and playgrounds surrounding their brutalist apartment complex. As the children's loyalties shift and small cruelties escalate, their innocent play takes a dark turn towards the malevolent and strange things begin to happen. It'll be a dark superhero twist from the sounds of it, distributed by IFC Midnight. So some kind of like dark, scary take on superheroes. Yeah, it makes me think of that movie. Um, God, it came Chron- out. Chronicle? Like, yeah, Chronicle. That's that's kind of but like a scary version. Yeah. I feel like the It Follows director <clears throat> was working on kind of a dark superhero thing. I wonder if this is that. Well, I don't want to fucking see it because I fucking mm. hate that movie. <laughs> but uh, if he directed it, I guess maybe he didn't write that horrible story. But I mean, you know what? No, fuck that. I don't want to see it if he directed it. Um, Rob Zombie's back. 
uh, and The Munsters, a brand new movie directed by Rob Zombie based on a classic television series. Chef Daniel Phillips is playing Herman Munster and Sherry Moon Zombie is playing Lily Munster in Zombie's movie with Daniel Roebuck co-starring as Grandpa Munster. It is headed to Peacock as an exclusive. I'm sure I will see it. I'm a fucking Rob Zombie homer. (laughs) Oh my God, a Rob Zombie movie is going to be on Peacock. Oh, that's hilarious. I'm sure it's so funny to me. Oh, I don't know. So I mean, he's been on fucking Netflix and uh well, Shudder. His movies have been going to Shudder. Shudder, yeah. Like the last, what is it, 31 and what was the new Firefly one? Oh, uh, Three from Hell. Yeah, those were both, they both went straight to Shudder. Yeah, I think he just makes them for the love of making what he wants to make and does not give a well, dick about Well, he avoids, because he had such a bad experience doing his Halloween stuff, he avoids big studios like the plague. Yeah. Um, I mean, and he's got so much money that I think he just does whatever he wants to do. And he's like, I don't give a fuck where it goes. I don't care how much money it makes. I'm going to make what I want. And I mean, to tell you um, my experience with this, um, you know, he released a cast photo pretty recently where it was Sherry and who else was it? Um, Jeff, Daniel uh, Phillips, Jeff Daniel Phillips, Sherry Moon Zombie and Daniel Roebuck as, you know, the Munster family. He released like a cast photo of them. And, you know, I see, I see that headline cast photo from Zombies, the Munsters. And I go, ooh, I wonder who's playing the Munsters. For some reason, my brain not going, obviously it's Sherry Moon Zombie. Yeah. And then I see the picture and go, oh, it's Sherry. And just immediately like deflate. Like, I'm sorry. It's sweet that he puts her in all his movies. I think that's cute. I don't think she's a great actor. I'm tired of her having such big parts in his movies because it makes them kind of unwatchable. The Lords of Salem was brutal to sit through. And a lot of that is because she's not very good in it. And that's, it's a problem that gets worse with each movie because she keeps getting a bigger and bigger part. Like you can kind of deal with her in corpses and devil's rejects and Halloween stuff because she's not the main player in any of those. But once she takes center stage, it is really hard for me to sit through his stuff. And I just wish she would kind of take the back seat again. But I know that's mean to say because that's his wife. No, I mean it's it's your opinion. Uh I am a Rob Zombie fucking Homer. I love House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects. Halloween's so by those two I've seen I saw Lords of Salem when it came out I didn't really care for it uh I did not like Three from Hell and uh 31 I tried watching but yet again Voodoo's horrible streaming uh (laughs) could not finish it so I didn't even get a real feel for that movie to be honest um I'll see it I will watch anything he does even though I might watch it and be like this is ass if he comes out with another movie after that I'll be like fuck yeah for whatever reason I guess it hits like my preteen teenage angst of seeing those movies as a kid that anytime I see his name attached to it, I'm like, I'm watching that shit. I am really curious and I don't think this is going to happen, but the Munsters is very outside of his wheelhouse. Like what do you think of his Rob Zombie? The Munsters are not that. Yeah. So I'm curious. It's just a thing where this is Rob Zombie's the Munsters in the way that his Halloween movies were Rob Zombie's Halloween or if this, because this is something he grew up with and is a fan of, if he's going to make a very different kind of thing from what he usually makes. That's yeah. sort of where I'm at with this. Is I'm very curious what this ends up being. 
Yeah, I wonder if it's going to have a Rob Zombie vibe or like a Eli Ross, a house with a clock in its walls kind of thing. Like, I'm really curious to see just what he you... does with it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I want to. I'm very curious to see how he moves with it. Um, up next, we got my best friend's exorcism. I love exorcism stuff, so let's see what this is all about. Uh, producer Christopher Landon and director Damon Thomas. Adaption of Grady Hendrix novel set in 1988 and sees a friendship tested by possession. Elsie Fisher from 8th grade in Texas Chainsaw Massacre stars. Production commenced in April this year, which means it's likely to arrive sometime in 2022. I never read the novel. I don't know anything about it. Um, uh, so this author... Sorry, I was looking at my bookshelf. No, um, he kind of exploded in the last couple of years and has been writing like horror stuff with like very unique titles um, that's getting a lot of attention. I read one of his books recently. I was trying to find it to get the exact title right. Oh, there's my best friend's exorcism. It's on my bookshelf. Nice. Um, I haven't read it yet. But the book I read for this book club was called The Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires. Jesus. And he's got one that I also think is based around Final Girls, maybe, that also got some attention. Like he's, I don't know, this writer sort of came out of nowhere, but is very big in literary horror. So it is not surprising to me at all that one of his things got snapped up for an adaptation. Yep, dropping sometime at the end of the year, it looks like. I'm not a big read guy i uh a lot of period pieces this year yeah um something in the dirt uh when neighbors john and levi witness supernatural events in their la apartment building they realize documenting the paranormal could inject some fame and fortune into their wasted lives the latest by justin benson and aaron moorhead is set to premiere at sundance that's an interesting idea i that's one yeah. of the, one of those trailer for kind of things mm-hmm. for sure uh, makes me think of Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, Wendell and Wild. Keegan, Michael Key, and Jordan Peele star as Aww. hellishly funny demons to a teen named Cat. The stop-motion animated Netflix... The stop-motion animated Netflix is helmed by The Nightmare Before Christmas's Henry Selleck. Look for it on Netflix next year. I love Key and Peele. It's stop motion. Did you ever see Keanu? Yeah, I did. Their movie with the cat? Yeah. <laughs> that, that movie, Very funny. That movie cracked me up. Um, and last but not least, X. Uh, latest A24. It's interesting. Produced and financed horror movie marks Ty West's return to the genre. Plot details are under wraps but it's expected to revolve around making an adult film. Mia Goth, Kid Cudi, Jenna Ortega, and Brittany Snow star. I feel like there's a lot you could, there's a lot of creepy ways you could take like an adult film, I guess, based plot, not like a porn plot, obviously, but like having that environment. There's a lot of things you could do with just creepy people shady people yeah stalkers like shit like and it's that. like what is this gonna be because like there's a way you could take what little they're saying about it like is this like a taking advantage of young girls and like um raping them kind of thing yeah like there's a lot of different ways this could go and it could go is it like traditional stuff is it like a talk like a talk to like only fans and like the 
like the mm. camming generation like there's that's actually for like sure. a, they didn't put a keeping it under wraps might be good just for the trailer just a, alone because yeah it, it does make uh, as soon as i read it my head went a thousand different ways of like how you that's actually a really creepy setting for a movie well it's a24 they tend to kind of keep stuff under wraps i think um yeah that's the end of the list let me see if there's you may I like. love that they used because obviously they don't have a picture from the movie so they chose to use a picture from what i assume is the 2007 remake of prom night snarring britney snow that's which all i assume I is what guess. that picture is uh it says we also might like 40 horror video games we can't wait to play uh, don't play video games we'll talk about uh, one of those in the news uh, 15 best horror movie performances of 2021. Who do you think's had the best horror performances? Like, who's one of your favorites? You don't got to go through like a 15. Oh my God. I'm so, I have such a bad perception of like what even came out in 2021. <laughs> um, I love, I always love Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be on that list for Halloween Kills. What came out? You got to throw some movies uh, here, at Here, I'll, I'll start, <laughs> I'll start naming the 15. All okay. Right. Oxygen was a movie. No idea. Boy Behind the Door. What? Silent Night. What? Candyman. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. Antlers. The didn't kid and the kid and Antlers was pretty good. I'll give him. Okay. That. Fear Streets. Oh, um, I did love them. There was some good acting in the Fear Streets yeah. for sure. Uh, the one they're referencing here is Emily Rudd. She plays the older sister in 1978, who's dating. That's uh, not who I would pick. But I would have okay. picked the uh, the the main focus girl of 78 that's who i would have picked i liked her a lot the redhead um, yes hmm. i found out that she lives or she was born in the town that my dad lives in found oh, that's that out. Cool. Interesting. i'd probably go with one of the two like the two main girlfriends uh last night in soho they gave it to diane oh. rig the older lady that's they didn't a give hard it to... i mean anybody from that movie yeah uh, i would say I don't know who I'd pick. I wouldn't pick her. It'd be between Anya and Thomas and Mackenzie. I'd probably give it to Mackenzie. I, I, I probably would too. Wonderful. She had a lot more she had to give. Yeah, but um, they're all great. Like a Quiet that was Place Part good. 2. Didn't see it, but I'm guessing to Emily Blunt. No, uh, there's a side character, Cillian Murphy. They gave it to, it says. Oh, I'm for some reason, I'm in just like we're giving credit to actresses. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, Saint Maud never saw it. Uh, the Night House. Didn't see that. I'm, Army this is making the, me feel bad because I'm like, oh, maybe I'm not a horror fan. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, I feel the is. same way. This is a, <laughs> uh, this is David Bruckner made that one. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm hearing these things. Army of the Dead. I never saw it. Oh, that was Zack Snyder's zombie movie, right? Yeah. I didn't see that either, but the, I know what it is. <laughs> the Block Island Sound. Damn it! I don't know what that is. These are all Netflix movies, dude. I don't go on Netflix. They release like 30 movies a week. This doesn't this isn't fair. Titan. What? I don't know. There's a shirtless uh 60-year-old dude flexing. That's the picture they used. Okay. Lamb. Fuck anyone in Lamb. <laughs> um, and number one was Agatha Russo oh, Lee in Titan. Apparently, we need to see fucking Titan. It got two spots on the list. But they're that good. Thomason and and Anna Taylor Joy can't get on the list, but Titan gets two. Yeah, dude, that's uh, crazy. This is rigged. 
Oh, here. I'm, to make you feel like less of a horror fan, here's a list of 10 horror movies you missed. Uh, Scare Us. The the Toll. The Arbors. Uh, Happy Little Bunnies. Come True. Or in the High Desert. Initiation. The Feast. Row. That's it. <laughs> I have I, no idea what any of those are. I've heard of none of those movies. So maybe yeah. we aren't horror fans. What the fuck are we doing with a <laughs> <We> podcast? <laughs> God, we're horrible. Um, but yeah, that's our list. You got some some news? Yeah, thankfully, uh, mentioning the video games, you reminded me of one because I was completely going to forget it. Uh, we're getting a Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> the uh, the um, trailer they had for it. Yeah, there was some kind of game awards recently. I know gaming stuff. And they showed a bunch of trailers for new games, one of which being Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which looks like it's going to be a multiplayer kind of deal like the Friday the 13th game was. And I believe it's the same people. Um, Kane Hodder is doing the motion capture for Leatherface. I believe Scout Taylor Compton from the Rob Zombie Halloween films is also going to be playing a character in it. One of the things that I think is kind of potentially exciting about this game uh, we don't know much about it yet because all we have is this little trailer that's like Leatherface. There's a game. Wee. Yeah. Um, but if you played Friday the Thirteenth, you don't know how that game worked. Is that it was a seven versus one scenario? So one person was Jason Voorhees, the other seven are counselors trying to escape or kill Jason or whatever, just win. Um, what it looks like this Texas Chainsaw game might be is it might be more say something like four v four. And that you might have an opportunity to play not only as Leatherface, but other members of that family. Ooh. Which we don't know for sure, but it's kind of looking that way. That seems to be the direction. And that would be really exciting and a different kind of thing. Make it feel different from the Friday the 13th game. But also just kind of fun. Because maybe you could play as what, I mean, just any of them, really. Like the weird guy with like the metal plate. Chop from top. Two, yeah, Chop Top, the crazy, maybe the crazy sheriff from the remake. That would be fucking awesome. Yeah. Just go unhinged as the and sheriff. And like who or maybe they'll just do original characters depending on rights. We don't really know that much yet. You but it could if, be really exciting. What if they made someone have to be Franklin so you're in a wheelchair the whole time? That would be great. I really hope they do that. That would be tough as shit. <laughs> yeah. And then like if you're not Franklin, but you're still on like the human side. Like part of your task is you have to kind of help him. If you're Sally, him. you have to help him. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, oh that, that would, would be, be sweet. that would suck. <laughs> you'd be like, God damn it, I'm Sally. This is bullshit. <laughs> I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> trying to push him over logs and shit. Like fucking just die already. <laughs> damn, I'm very excited wild. about this. I think it could be really fun. What if he could play as Matthew McConaughey's character? Dude? Oh my god, I would love it. We need to, if I knew how to make a fucking video game, I would have already I made know. this. I hope we get more video games. Like, I hope yeah. that's kind of, I think, granted, I feel a little differently post Halloween Kills. I'm a lot less pessimistic about this stuff, but I still kind of feel like video games are a much more fun area to explore this stuff rather than making more movies. Well, with all this VR and shit oh, coming man. out, I see the possibilities being endless i did the resident dude. evil one mm-hmm. years ago at a friend's house dude i was fucking i was legit like holy fuck like i was mm-hmm. invested in it 
And yeah. I can only imagine with like the advances in technology that it's probably I did the crazy. Batman one. Uh, the Batman one from a few years ago. And even that, like it's Batman, but like even then there was stuff was like, oh shit, that's kind of scary. Yeah. Like just, imagine a Halloween VR thing. Fuck. That would be that terrifying. Dude, imagine Texas Chainsaw. If you got tied yeah. to a fucking chair and there's a family trying to feed you fucking. Yeah. And that's what's so unnerving about it. That was what was unnerving about the Batman one is it's a villain. One of the villains I use is this killer, this guy, Killer Croc, who's a giant, like, mutated alligator man. And, like, when you just see him on, like, a comic book page or, like, on your screen, it's like, ha, ah, that's dumb. But when it's two inches from your face, <laughs> it's like, oh, no. That's not okay. Shit. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, I'm so I'm really excited about that. Um, the only other thing I had was um, the digital release of Halloween Kills has happened. The physical release um, is pretty soon, I think in a week or two. Um, the reason that's notable is because we that means we had the extended cut now. I haven't watched it because I'm waiting for the Blu-ray. But the alternate ending got uploaded to YouTube because fuck copyright. <laughs> um but I watched it because I was curious and I honestly like the theatrical ending better. All right. So spoiler in three, two, one, what happens? I mean, we talked about it in our review. It's, of the, Halloween same, it's Kills. the same thing that we did. Yeah, it's, the, it's that thing where I just blanked on her name. Help me. Judy talk, Greer. Yeah. She dies and then Lori calls her. Michael answers it. It's kind of just that. Oh, that's it? Damn. And it's like, oh, okay. I actually like where it ends in the theatrical version better, where it's just Michael at the window, and then it just ends. Because at least it leaves it open-ended, where you're like, is that real? Was it fake? Was it Yeah, because this alternate ending, it literally just keeps going from that moment. Like, nothing before that is different. So it just picks up, you know, goes to Lori at the hospital, calling. And it stays on Lori. You don't see Michael picking up the phone. Like you stay on Lori and you just hear Michael's breathing over the phone and like, it's cool, but I am glad it got cut. And I have no idea what else is in the extended cut because I haven't watched the whole thing. I imagine it's just a little bit more gore here and there, <laughs> but I know people were kind of hyped for this extended cut. And I, I watched that editing. I was like, Oh, that's uneventful. Yeah. I thought there was going to be more than that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all I got. I don't got nothing uh, horror news related. I got some personal news. If anyone lives in the Pacific Northwest, I got a fight on March 5th in Portland. If you want tickets, hit me up. Uh, I don't know how many of our listeners are from around this area, hmm. but March 5th, let me know. Um, been doing a lot more on Twitch. You can check me out on there. Oh. It's all in the description. You can get it. Uh, YouTube Partial Artists. And Sean, you can get it, Sean Blumenshine on Instagram and YouTube. You got any content uh, upcoming? Uh, yeah, hopefully um, these will be out by the time this airs, which I feel like I say every time. Um, <laughs> but uh, one thing I've been working on for a while, not working on, but thinking about for a while is doing a <laughs> horror history series on YouTube and I finally have the first episode of that written, uh, which is on the silent film era. 
So going from sort of the invention of film through the 1920s. So I'm hoping you get that filmed and uploaded pretty soon, hopefully by the end of the week at the time of recording. And I'm also working on, I don't know, I want it to be a thing, but this is kind of a seeing how it works idea where I'm going to work on a show where I will be showcasing public domain movies on my YouTube channel and sort of hosting them and sort of splicing myself in here and there to sort of give trivia and all that sort of thing. That's pretty cool. Similar to what you might see like Joe Bob Briggs or Elvira do kind of that kind of vibe. And the first one I'm working on is Phantom of the Opera, the 1925 film. So, and that's kind of more of like, see if it works, see if I like it kind of stage, but I am kind of excited about that. Oh, also, uh, everybody, by the time this comes out, hopefully it'll be up and going. I got some more editing and stuff to do. But we have started a YouTube channel for Horror Thoughts. So our old episodes will all be put there. Obviously, it'll be just audio. But in the future, that'll be a good place for us to do more live streams, like if you caught Kiss uh, meets Phantom, uh, and just do different things. And we'll be able to have that on our YouTube, do different shorts and clips of the episodes and stuff. So we're going to try that out. So... Hopefully by the time this comes out, that'll be an option. Go like and subscribe and comment. It's just a lot. I think it's a lot easier to hear feedback from you guys directly because you don't have to go through a podcast and go from our podcast to a link to be able to find the email to message or go to our, it'll be all in one kind of place where you can just comment on the videos itself. So uh, yeah, go, there'll be links in the descriptions of these, but definitely go like and subscribe and do all that. But that's all I got. Um, also, just one more thing. I recently, the other day, did a live stream where I ranked 50 slasher films from all the big series, and that's archived on my YouTube channel if you wanted to check that out as well. I have been waiting to watch that. I've seen it. Every time I scroll by, I see it, and I want to sit down and see what your takes are. I'm curious. Do you like hmm. doing the streams, though? Yeah. That was actually supposed to be a video, and I just didn't like how it turned out because I, I filmed the whole thing. And it took like three hours to film because it's 50 movies. Yeah. And just, I didn't like how the audio turned out. So I, and I didn't want to spend a whole lot of time working on it a bunch more. So I just said, fuck it. I'm just going to do it live. Nice. But yeah, that's, uh, that's the episode. That's all we got. Let us know. Uh, you can hit us up. It's all linked down below what you think, what movies you're looking forward to, which ones did we miss? But we will see y'all next Wednesday. Nope. Fucked it up. See you in two weeks on Wednesday. There it is.